0: all right hello and welcome to family this is giving you something to talk about or just alive as i like to call it today we are going to be talking about writing your own story you are your own author and narrator so i'm super excited for this episode our sponsor today is phoenix identity if you are wanting to reconnect to yourself rewrite your story be the narrator of your own life go and check them out um they're offering you clarity sessions So go and check that out and sign up today. Link in the description of this episode. If you would like to get a hold of myself or my guest speaker today, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. So um, I'm gonna hand it over to you, Deshaun, to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Deshaun Williams, 24 years old, from South Carolina. I am an author, podcast host, motivational speaker, and student mentor. Um, as a student mentor, I actually help high school students and college students write their own story to achieve their goals on their terms. So uh, that's just a few of the things that I do. Um, I do a few other things, but we'll kind of dig into that if it comes down to it.
0: <laughs> are those your favorite things that you do?
1: Those are a few of my favorite things to do. Um one of my other favorite things to do is getting in a wrestling ring. So mm-hmm. I guess it did get down to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: you did. Um, at 24, I love that you do all of that. At 24, it's I have so I have four children, um, age range eight to 20, and you know I look at my 20 year old and I look at my 18 year old and I'm like I'm very proud of them and I can only imagine. That you know, the people who must be so proud of you for being 24 and being where you're at and doing the things that you're doing and helping inspire other people. And that's, I love having people on the show that are inspiring, it's, it makes my day, right? (laughs) Yes, it makes my day. So, today we're talking about. So, you're an author and a podcast host, and you mentor other people to write their own stories. And I love that because. I, I'm all about identity, right? Everything that I do, our sponsor today, Phoenix Identity, happens to be my baby company. um, And it's all about helping people find their identity and just reconnect to who they are and and what they want. And when we're talking today about writing your own life story, we are the narrators. We create that story. You look at what are the most recent, let's say, Harry Potter. We look at... um, lord of the rings all of these you know fantastic twilight people wrote those books right and they created not only the books but they created entire new life for themselves by giving into their writing so whether you want to be an author or whether you just want to recreate your life story today's episode is going to help you do that um so what 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 motivates you to to help people write their own story? Why did you get into
1: that? I actually got into it because of everything that I've been through. Um, at the age of 24, I've been through a lot of things that I wish on um, no person. Um, so I actually stayed with my grandmother and, you know, being raised by your grandparents, you learn a lot of the old school type things. Um, The only difference is the gap. Uh, That's a huge age gap between the way that they was raised and the way that uh, my generation is growing up. They, they didn't have technology. We do, but you know, the biggest thing was my grandparents got custody of me when I was awarded the state and taken away from my mom. My brother was actually, um, Given to his birth father. Um, I don't know who my father is, but you know all those things play a part. And what I what I try to teach others is, no matter how hard you may have it, there's always someone out there that has it even harder. So I look at the things I've been through not as a obstacle that kept me down, but as a building block. To get me to the next level, something that could ultimately help me help others. Um, And I think the biggest part of it was back in 2018 when I was working in the security field. And, you know, we were so understaffed, we had to cover 304 hours. And we only had four individuals to cover those hours. Wow. And that meant that I was working eight-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts, 16-hour shifts, and still trying to go to college, trying to maintain a social life. And I was in a relationship at the time. And uh, That's a lot. It is. Um, I dropped out of college. That was actually my second time dropping out of college. And um, (laughs) then I end up... um, Losing my entire social life, and the relationship was hanging on by a thread. It it lasted, but the job put me in the hospital for uh, attempted suicide. And you know that time because they only kept me in the hospital for about a week and a half to make sure that I was good to go, um, that I would be safe for myself and for others. But being in that hospital, you know, they're they're supposed to be there to encourage you. It's kind of hard to get encouraged when the psychiatrist looks at you and says, you know, because you suffer from major depression, you'll never be able to succeed in certain things in life. Okay. Let me just show you what I'm about. Um, The same day that I actually got out of the hospital, I was headed back home and I get a call from our from our district manager and he says hey um, I need you to come into work I was like yeah I'll be there he was like well you owe me technically which I kind of did because I quit on him beforehand without any prior not without him having any prior knowledge so I did kind of owe him this because he reinstated me without any penalization. So, you know, as someone that has dropped out of college um, umpteen times, because I'm not going to say how many times I've dropped out, but, um, but to continue going forward and knowing that what I'm doing is making an impact, but knowing that everything I've been through is going to help others see, hey, he went through this, but he didn't give up that's ultimately what motivates me to go out and continue pushing to help others.
0: So I want to show you something. Mama Bear is in full force right now. I am so protective of my children. It's not even funny. And the fact that that, like, I'm, I can't believe that, see, this is why the mental health profession needs to be changed. And I know that we're going on a little bit of a rant here. The mental the mental health profession needs to change like not even just a question it needs to change there is no way in hell that any person should be told that they're not going to succeed in in any way shape or form it that is not acceptable not even a little bit it's not acceptable it's not right I am glad that you didn't allow that or anybody else to give up because that would have been ridiculous. Sorry, I am. <clears throat> I was telling you right before the episode that I had bought a new laptop. So yesterday or the day before, the day before, I went out and I bought a new laptop. Um, and I'm just opening it up so that I can show you what i bought and why it is so important i went on to canva because as business owners we all have canva yes (laughs) i went on to canva and i downloaded a new background for my new laptop and i'm going to show it to you in one minute i just had to move something over Is it downloaded a bunch of stuff that I didn't need. And I hope you all can see this. This is my laptop screensaver. Never Never give up. up. Never give up. And that is so true. Never give up. It doesn't matter. And, And we're talking about writing your own story. And you did exactly that. Nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. Nobody can tell you how successful you can or can't be. Nobody can tell you where exactly you're headed in life other than you. Nobody can tell you. I can tell you that you're meant for great things. I can tell you a lot. I'm psychic, so I probably should be able to tell you a lot. But I, I would never tell somebody they can't do something. And even if you can't do something, if you're physically impaired, if you have a disability, if you have a mental health condition or whatever it is that you're experiencing, you might not be able to do it the way somebody else could, but you can figure out a way to do it your way. And that's the whole point of this episode is writing your own story. You are the creator, the narrator. And the author of your entire story, your past, your present, and your future, you get to write all that because it's your perspective. I'm, I'm so enraged on your behalf. Like I just, oh my goodness, that, that would have been, oh, if somebody told my kids that, oh my goodness, would, oh, I was like angry. I'm so angry now. And I'm smiling because I like being angry at times. But <laughs> this is one of those times that I would like being angry. If I, if, oh, don't ever tell me who that doctor was. Because trust you me, he would get an earful. Um, that, that's not, that's not right. And it's not okay. Um, going to your story though. Um, it is in, it, it is intense how many people um run themselves ragged trying to create a life or create success based on somebody else's idea right having sure. to finish college you don't have to having to um work all the time and not being able to say no you don't have to Right. There are so many things that we don't have to do, but we feel obligated to do because there are people pleasing. Um, and I and I can just imagine that you that you struggle with people pleasing <laughs> or did or did. Um, and it runs us ragged and it puts us into a place where we don't like our lives and we don't like where we're headed and we don't like where we've come from or, or where we're, we're currently living. To the point where we do get depressed and we do, you know, become addicts. We did um, an episode right before this one on addiction and, you know, how, you know, addiction and mental health is not a life sentence. That's literally the episode we just did. And what a segue into this episode, because we can write our own story. (coughs) It doesn't matter where you come from. You can change the narrative.
1: Most definitely. Um, Yeah, I think at the time, because, you know, I was working security, so it's my very first security job. I still remember my start date, May 5th, 2018. Um, You know, I wanted to prove that, I wanted to prove to our superior because we had a supervisor and then we had his supervisor. And so I wanted to prove to the main supervisor hey, I'm cut out for this job. I should be in the supervisor position. And I would do anything that it entailed me to do, whether that was... Um, I remember one time I got called 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, uh, can you come in to work? Somebody had to leave sick. My shift was supposed to start at um, 6 a.m. I came in. I worked 2 a.m. to 6 p.m. So... And then I went home and I had to come back in the next day at 6 a.m. and I worked 6 to 10. So 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then it just, it was just a rotating thing. But, you know, it was, it took a lot out of me. Um, It definitely, so most people tell me now I don't look 24. They say I look like I was in my, look like I'm in my teens. At that time, I probably looked like I was 35 because I was stressing and I was working so much and I was not getting adequate sleep. I was working so much that um, if I was on third shift, you would probably see me somewhere bundled up, especially when it was cold, bundled up with a coat on, with the hood down and my hat over my face, taking a nap. So it was all the only time I could really sleep. I wanna, I want to
0: jump over into that for a second there is the work ethic you have a very strong work ethic and I noticed that because sort of my sons and my husband and when you give and give and give and give to your employers when you give and give and give to your family to your friends to everybody else you lose giving to yourself And what ends up happening, and this is for all of our our viewers or anybody listening to this episode, when you are constantly giving to everybody else, nobody will respect or give to you as much as you're giving to them. And what ends up happening is we get overwhelmed, we get stressed, we get tired. We start physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically hurting ourselves to prove to other people our value. And it wears us down. And it it does a lot of damage physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, where, you know, at 20, you look, (laughs) right, 20, 22, you look like you're 30 because you're not putting yourself first. And it happens all the time. So anybody who is in that position now, or, or getting into that position now is there anything that you would tell them to maybe help them help them figure that out, help them understand that what what, what would you suggest they do in a situation like that where they're where they're running themselves down? So what I would
1: tell them is what I probably tell myself, my younger self is um, mm-hmm. make sure it's not selfish, to think about yourself. So many people feel like, Oh, if I think about myself, other people's going to think I'm selfish. The biggest thing is no one thinks about you as much as you think about yourself. So always remember to put yourself first because no one else is going to do it. And you, you heard like nobody's going to pour into you as much as you can possibly pour into yourself. Um, you you got to go out there. You got to make sure that before you try to pour into someone else that you are uplifted, that you. That you're taking the best self-care for yourself uh, before you try to go pour into someone else, because an empty cup cannot pour into another cup.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Life needs to be your way. When we're talking about writing your own story and we're writing, talking about filling your own cup, you can change the narrative of your past, right? Because a lot of us will take our past and we'll bring it forward and we'll keep lugging it forward and forward and forward to where it strangles us in the present and it makes us judge our future before it's even here. So when you're writing your own story, I always say, You know, take the narrative of your past and change it. Change the narrative of how your past affected you. In Deshawn's case, in my case, we could say that our past got us down. We could say our past broke us. We could say that we are a victim of our past when in reality, it made us stronger. It made us smarter. It made us more dedicated and more focused on achieving our goals. In the present, you write your present when you're enjoying the moment and you're living in the moment, you're not thinking about the past. You're not planning for the future. You're just being here and now. And that's one of the best places that we can be. Obviously we go back and forth between three, but being in the present moment and focused on who you are at this time is the best place for your head, your mind, your spirit, all of it. Um, and then writing your future. You don't have to be what everybody says you need to be. Oh, I want to scream that from the rooftops. We never need to be who other people think we're supposed to be. It's not the way it works. Oh, it's not the way it works.
1: That is definitely not the way it works. You know, um, I was always, you know, back in high school and a lot of high school students feel this still. The guidance counselors, their job is to push college on the students. But, you know, I didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I dropped out of college five times. I have tried to go after three different degrees law, mass communication, and business. I have failed at all three. I have a certificate in human resource management from Penn and Foster. But, you know, that still has not stopped me from achieving um, everything. And so, you know, while college is pushed on everyone, college isn't always meant for everyone. Um, and that, once again, that is my opinion. Um, college is not meant for everyone. But, you know, at 24 years old, I can't claim that I know it all because I'm still learning. Um, and that's okay because I love to learn. Whether it means that I'm going to get a college degree in the long run or not, or if I'm reading a book that's going to give me more expertise, I'm still learning. So I'll always be willing to learn.
0: Yeah, our life experiences—we're learning, right? <laughs> I'm 39. I'm still learning. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how old you are, or where you're at. You're always learning. Um. I do love that because college isn't for everybody. There are going to be people who want to be doctors. There are going to people be people who want to be lawyers and dentists and um, you name it, whatever career you can think of, you name it, there are going to be people who want to do that. As a, if if I was ever a guidance counselor, I the first thing I would ask, what do you want to do? What do you like? What's your passion? That's what we need to be focusing on going forward is what is our passion, right? I was asked this the other day. I posted it on my personal profile the other day. My coach asked me, what does your ideal day look like? Now, mine is in relation to business. So mine's in relation to business. But mine was, I don't want to work more than 15 hours a week. Um, I want to be doing client appointments and you know, long-term or recent, whatever that looks like. And I detailed my ideal day. So for anybody listening or watching, what is your ideal day? What is your, What does your day look like? Who are you with? What are you doing? What's your career or business? You know, what are you passionate about? And create your life that way, write your story that way. What are you passionate about? If you went to a job interview and somebody said, what are you good at? Right? What are you good at? That might be your future.
1: Most definitely. Um, you know, I've been asked that question. What does your ideal, ideal day look like? It can change from any moment, like Monday through Thursday, well, Monday through Friday, I'm normally um I'm normally here in my room um doing business and then after four o'clock Eastern time, I'm um, watching CSI Miami because I love Horatio Kane. Me um, too. <laughs> and so um, I just love the one liners and what he just puts on the shades and just walks off. I'm like, I'm going to get like him. But, um, you know, every other Saturday, I'm in a different city um, putting on a show. Um, under my wrestling gimmick with several different wrestling promotions and you know everyone says wrestling is fake okay yes um, certain things of it may not be fully real but we as a wrestler we do put our bodies on the line each time that we get in that ring Mm -hmm. to make the fans happy and of course, to make the kids, you know, um make them scream at us and you know, they yell at me, they tell me I suck because I'm a bad guy in wrestling. It's it's my gimmick. So mm-hmm. but just to see the kids um interact, it definitely um uh, it definitely comes out and it makes you smile and then after the show, they the kids walking up to you and saying, Hey, can I have your autograph? Okay, I'm no superstar. Um, I'm still new in the wrestling business, but if you but to
0: them you are.
1: Yes, and you know, back in high school, I was asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Being a business owner was never on the list. Being a professional wrestler was, and technically, you can't like you can do collegiate wrestling, but the independent and professional wrestling is so much different than collegiate and high school wrestling. You really can't learn it in a college. Yeah. You have to go to someone that was trained professionally to learn. And, uh, you know, it's just it, just, it just continues to write the story because now I use certain life experiences that I've been through to make this character get over more and just get hated by the crowd, and so that's like I use it to. I use my past to my advantage. Of hey, um, you you wish you could be like this, but you're not, and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. and the kids would literally look at me like, "You suck." Now I got called a uh, giant walking marshmallow the other week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. I grew up probably from the age of six. I grew up watching WWE. I've been a wrestling fan for the 90% of my life. And the storylines. Sometimes the villains are the good guys, though. Um, I watched a TikTok the other day, or was it a Facebook reel or a TikTok? And I watched it and um what's his name? Roman Reigns was wrestling at an event, and I think it was in person. Uh Uh-oh. What's going on? That is so weird. It is. My apologies. My apologies. My computer. I was like, what is going on here? And it just turned off and it closed and then it reappeared. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) what I was saying is I've loved wrestling since I was probably six and I watched a video the other day of Roman Reigns and I think they were doing a, um, a smaller show in like a smaller location. And There was this little boy in the stands and he was mad dogging Roman Reigns. And it was like this ongoing thing through the whole match. And the amount of of good that I've seen in wrestling, in any profession, right, in sports, and, and wrestling is a sport, even if it's WWE or NXT or anything along those lines, it is still a sport. It is still something that is physically demanding on your body, on your, on all of it. So, <coughs> it is definitely a career goal. Yes. And whatever that looks like, writing your own story, right? I, I absolutely love Roman Reigns, and I loved watching that video because it was, it was so personable. It was so in that moment, and I think that that's, that's something really epic. But like we're talking about, writing your own story can be anything. Can be absolutely anything. And you just have to decide to do
1: it. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, the biggest challenge I had of writing my own story was writing an autobiography. Because it's like, what are people going to, like, how are people going to view me? How are they going to, um, what is their opinion going to be? Is it going to change? And. It, it took me the I think that was the longest it ever took me to write a book. It took me six months to finally build up the co- the courage to finish writing the book. I had the first four chapters down, and then I was like, No, I'm I'm done. And then it's like, no, your story needs to be heard. So, you know, I finished up that book and I was like, okay. Uh, I hope my mom don't buy it. I hope my birth mom don't buy it because she's going to be mad. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is my story. It has to be out there. And it's a way to encourage others. So,
0: yeah. And that's the thing people don't realize. I can tell you exactly who I am, who I believe that I am. But you're still going to see it from your eyes. Right. You're still going to feel it from your feelings. You can tell somebody exactly who you are and they're going to see somebody completely different because none of us think or believe or experience the same way. So when you get that understanding, and again, I'm going to mention the smarter method. When you create your image in the smarter method, or your life through the Smarter Method, it starts to not matter what anybody else thinks. Because you know who you are. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I, I can't say that enough, and <clears throat> I can't stress stress that enough. I am so absolutely and utterly proud of the man that you are, the things that you've accomplished, and it, it's it's absolutely amazing
1: where you're at. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
0: All right. Is there anything you'd like to add before we get going?
1: Um, so, um, you know, I do have a LLC, but most people don't realize that I also have a nonprofit as well. Um, that nonprofit is called Hope in Heart, um, and it actually focuses on suicide prevention and mental health awareness. Um, I'm Technically, I'm the founder, but I created myself as a co-founder because um, my product manager, she helped it as well. So she's we're working on trying to get an event together. And uh, it was originally supposed to be in October the 8th. It got pushed to sometime next year. We don't know the exact date just yet, but she's like, I'm going to have a book. Written and published so that I can sell at the event. I'm like I plan on doing a book, uh, book signing at this event. All I got to do is get my book the number one best selling author. Um, so you know we're fastly, I'm fastly approaching that in the post traumatic um, stress category on Amazon. But I'm like, I'm like, okay, we got to, we got to get these book sales out. So. Those are just a few projects I have going on at this moment. Very nice. Very nice.
0: All right. Well, if anybody would like to connect with Deshaun or myself, go and check out his hope and heart, go and check Deshaun out. You can find him through the links in the description of this episode. Um, And definitely I encourage all of you to go and take a look and connect with him and his nonprofit and go check out his book. So, I hope you all have a wonderful, amazing um, afternoon, morning or evening, wherever and whenever you're watching. Um, Thank you so much to Sean for joining me today. I really appreciated it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Today's sponsor is Phoenix Identity. If you're feeling desperate to reconnect yourself, write your own story or rewrite your past, go and check them out. Link in the description of this episode. I'm Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host. I hope you all have, again, an awesome afternoon morning or evening depending on when or where you're watching and I will see all of you on the next episode bye